Methane is a greenhouse gas with the same horrifying consequences on climate change as carbon dioxide, but it has 80 more times the power and the global warming power of the carbon dioxide. Now cattle, that is the number one source of methane in the US. But let's take this globally. Let's talk about the animal agriculture industry in terms of raising cows, pigs, chickens, and other animals we use to slaughter and eat. In terms of methane produced, the animal agriculture industry poses a greater threat to the global warming compared to the entire sectors of power generation, all the buildings on earth, waste and landfill, industry and commerce, the entire transportation industry, and the fossil fuel and oil production. What we are putting on our plates for dinner every night is running our planet into the brink of extinction. You are now about to experience the Revive Effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. Each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life and you'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture. It's time you learn to love your body and ignite the fire that makes you feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Our generation is turning our planet into a pressure cooker. Our oceans will be empty by 2048. We will run out of fresh water and remove all rainforests in our lifetime. I have no worries about our planet making a bounce back from the horrible consequences we humans have posed on it. What I am concerned for, actually rather who I am concerned for in terms of not making a bounce back, is us. Once we completely decimate every ecosystem and extract every last bit from our planet, I believe humanity will cease to exist. You see, over millions of years of evolution, everything on the planet had evolved into this state of symbiosis, harmony, interconnectedness. Every species, environment, and living organism takes and gives to the ecosystem what it needs to continue living in perfect balance. Now, when we put humans into that mix, we are taking exponentially much more than we are given. We're disrupting this very intricate and delicate system that has made our planet a diamond in the dust to live on. The earth didn't evolve to deal with the amount of waste, pollution, and the level of extractions that we humans are putting on it every minute of every day. From climate change to deforestation to ocean degradation, the environmental issues we will face in our lifetime are horrifying. But what are the things perpetuating these very systems and these very issues? Of course, our habits of overconsumption and materialism, they play a huge role in terms of natural resource extraction and contribution to landfills. Of course, our reliance on fossil fuels and a growing transportation sector continue to spew emissions into our delicate atmosphere. And of course, our over-reliance of energy and power to keep up with the demands of our growing population that puts a ton of pressure on our planet. But there's one habit that we are blind to in terms of the issues that it creates, much more than everything we just spoke about. I'm talking about the foods we eat every day and the negative consequences it plagues our planet with. Are our food choices killing the planet? Is there a secret link between nutrition and sustainability that industry has been kept hidden from you? The answer is a big yes. 
I'll give you a teaser into this episode in terms of the food we eat and the link to sustainability. Methane is a greenhouse gas with the same horrifying consequences on climate change as carbon dioxide, but it has 80 more times the power and the global warming power of the carbon dioxide. Now cattle, that is the number one source of methane in the US. But let's take this globally. Let's talk about the animal agriculture industry in terms of raising cows, pigs, chickens, and other animals we use to slaughter and eat. In terms of methane produced, the animal agriculture industry poses a greater threat to the global warming compared to the entire sectors of power generation, all the buildings on earth, waste and landfill, industry and commerce, the entire transportation industry, and the fossil fuel and oil production. What we are putting on our plates for dinner every night is running our planet into the brink of extinction. But why haven't you heard of this though? After all, all the attention is on the oil and gas companies to stop contributing to our planet's downfall. Now, don't get me wrong. This industry definitely is contributing to our climate crisis at an alarming rate too. But the reason the animal agriculture industry keeps their terrible ecological footprint hidden is because these meat, egg, dairy, and fish companies, they stand to lose a fortune if consumers got a hold of this information. As someone who loves the topics of nutrition and sustainability, this episode blends them both together to reveal the secret link between the two. Now, this episode is material from one of our popular last full-length episodes called Veganism is Just Propaganda. And in that episode, we dove into the corruption, negative health consequences, and sustainability issues imposed by our overconsumption of animal foods and these very animal agriculture industries. I'm going to invite you to check that episode out because it will be a huge eye-opener for you, and it really breaks through those misconceptions around the vegan diet. Now, I've essentially pulled that last part of that episode, and I've created this episode to give you the inside scoop into what we went over in terms of animal agriculture and aquaculture and sustainability. So in this episode, we're going to look at the shocking overconsumption of our limited freshwater use to raise livestock. We're going to meet the leading causes of deforestation and ocean dead zones, which is the meat, dairy, and fish farms. We'll also dive into the alarming devastation the animal agriculture and aquaculture poses on our planet every minute. And once how the ocean dies, our generation dies with it. The key to save our generation and planet lies at the end of your spoon and fork. As a generation, are we going to continue going down the path of decimation, exploitation, and degradation? Or will you choose to break free from the matrix and make food choices that elevate your health, revitalize the planet, and save millions of animals a lifetime of suffering? Let's find out. The environmental toll this industry has on our planet shocked me to the point where I couldn't even fathom how bad our situation is at the moment. I want you to imagine it like this for a second. Let's say 10 years ago, we were all in a house. We had everybody living in there. We had China living in a house. We had India living in a house. Korea was here. America, Canada, we're all living in the same house. We get a knock on the door one day. We all stop what we're doing. We go to the front door. The guy we open up the door to, he says, guys, look, your furnace is really rumbling. It's really shaking. It looks like there's going to be some problems. We need to fix this furnace. We go, ooh, how much is that going to cost? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. We don't need to worry about that. We shut the door and we go on our day to day. No problem. As time goes on, all of a sudden, 
the furnace blows. Now the house is on fire because the furnace has exploded. Before, before the furnace blowed, we were in a state of rumbling and shaking. There was a serious problem coming our way. That is what we were at decades ago. When the house was on fire, that's where we were decades ago. We are so past the warning signs and we are so far past the heat of the moment that we are almost at the point to what we are doing to the planet is going to be irreversible. It's going to be irreversible. The house is on fire and we need solutions yesterday, decades ago. The problem is here. So the first shocking situation that we're going to dive into today is how many natural resources this industry leaches from our environment to produce the products we so cheaply purchase at the grocery store or in fast food restaurants. We're talking about the scale of land and water use to farm animals. Mind you, all this information here is right out of peer-reviewed science, economic forums, and research-backed nutrition and sustainability books. So I assure you, only the highest quality truth from this point on. Livestock production is the single and largest use of land that negatively impacts humans and the health of our environment. If you were to take all the agricultural land globally, including plants and pastures, Animal production dominates 75% of the land we need to feed the world. The U.S. food production system alone uses 50% of the entire U.S. land area, 80% of its fresh water, and 17% of the fossil energy used in the country. Remember, these emissions are greater than all the transport emissions combined. Not to mention that more than half of the plant crop production in the U.S. is solely for the purpose of feeding animals to slaughter them. At the present, the total amount of farm animals consume in the U.S., they consume seven times as much grain compared to the entire American population. The amount of grain fed to the U.S. livestock, if we were to eradicate the need for that of the animals, we would feed an additional 840 million people who follow a plant-based diet. Now, you're probably at this point thinking, wowza, that seems like an incredibly inefficient system we're using to simply make steak and chicken breast. There's no way it gets worse. Oh, but it does. Listen, for every one kilogram of high-quality animal protein we produce, livestock are fed about six kilograms of plant protein. We worship protein, yet we're funding a system that provides us with less protein than we are already producing from plants. What you may not know is that all protein originates in plants. Where do you think these animals are getting their protein? Livestock are the middlemen for the protein because they eat the plants and grains. Their body breaks it down in them for necessary growth and development. So not only are we growing tons of unnecessary plant foods to be merely lost in production of animal meat, growing all this unnecessary animal feed results in an insurmountable of water needed to grow these crops to give to the animals. Let me put this into perspective for you. This information is shocking, okay? For just one egg at breakfast, one egg, it takes 163 liters of water to produce. That's enough drinking water to provide an average person three months of three entire months of drinking water hitting the recommended eight ounces daily. You think that's bad? Listen to beef production. It takes 15,400 liters to make one kilogram of beef. To put that into perspective for you, every time you eat one burger, it takes 2,600 liters of water. 
That's enough to provide an average person almost four years of drinking water, hitting the recommended eight ounces daily. Now, yes, plant-based diets have a water footprint too, okay? These plant-based eaters shouldn't get away scot-free. What about all their soy milks, tempeh, tofu, and all that edamame for their power bowls? Corn and soy are the most produced crops on the planet. I hear you loud and clear. You make a great point. But what you may not know is that more than three quarters, 77% of global soy is fed to livestock for meat and dairy production. Only 7% of soy is directly used for human consumption such as tofu, soy milk, edamame beans, and tempeh. Now, corn is the second most produced crop in the world, yet on a global basis, 74% of maize, which is corn, goes to animal feed. Animal farming accounts for nearly one-third of the world's fresh water consumption, and it's not surprising to see why after our conversation right here. Even with land use, the stats are horrifying, okay? In the 1980s and 90s, tropical rainforests were the source of 80% of new agricultural land. That's right. Did you really think the cause of deforestation was the oil industry? Yeah, they certainly play a part, but nowhere near as much as the animal agriculture industry has and continues to do. The demand for meat and dairy is only expected to increase 68% for meat, 57% for dairy by 2030. That's years away. That's not in the future. That's within our horizons. One recent study estimates that feeding 9 billion people a Western diet, which is a lot of animal protein with Western technologies, it would require almost twice the amount of cropland currently under cultivation. We're going to need to double our production. We're going to need to double our land and freshwater use. It's not difficult to put two and two together and imagine what's going to happen to our forests and land if we keep up with this demand for animal foods. Imagine a world without ecosystems, without forests, without nature. All of this so we can enjoy our burgers and chicken wings on the weekends. The amazing news is, though, that a meat-free diet can reduce your water use by half and can be fed to you using significantly less land. If we want to conserve our land and conserve our water, going plant-based is a big step in the right direction. Now, another terrible impact our meat consumption habits and animal, cons- animal agriculture has on our planet, besides the overuse of land and water, is the amount of emissions they produce. Emissions that are directly linked to one of our most pressing, pressing issues of our generation, climate change. We spoke about this at the beginning of the pod, okay? Raising livestock for human consumption generates nearly 15 to 17% of global greenhouse gas emissions, which is greater than all the transport emissions combined, okay? All the emissions combined. It uses nearly 70% of agricultural land, which leads to it being the most major contributor to deforestation, biodiversity loss, and water pollution. Globally, Cows produce 150 billion gallons of methane per day, per day. Methane is a greenhouse gas that has a global warming impact 86 times more than carbon dioxide. Animal agriculture, get this, aside from that, also produces 65% of the world's nitrous oxide emissions, which is another greenhouse gas which has a global warming impact 296 times greater than carbon dioxide. Stanford University, it labels nitrous oxide as the biggest human-related threat to our ozone layer. 
This animal agriculture industry is a bigger threat to humanity compared to the entire, the entire fossil fuel production and distribution industry. Okay, Matt, you're showcasing some really good points. I may chill it with the meat. I got you. But I heard fish is better though, right? Oh, my friend, not exactly. Up until a few weeks ago, I never realized how important the health of our oceans was in terms of keeping the planet and the population alive. But after reading the enormity of research this last little bit, I've really seen the conclusion. And here it is. If the oceans die, then we die. Now, what, am I, what do I mean when I say the oceans are dying? Let's dive in. You're damn right that pun was intended. Now, oceans give us oxygen, all right? Most of us think trees and the forests are the sole providers of oxygen to keep us breathing. And you're right, to an extent, though. Rainforests give us about 20% of the Earth's global oxygen production, but the ocean is responsible for producing that other 80%. The same way that plants take in carbon dioxide from our environments and turn it into oxygen, what we learned in school, that's photosynthesis, ladies and gentlemen. In the ocean, these microscopic marine algae called phytoplankton do the exact same thing. Think about them like mini ocean plants that can photosynthesize. This is essentially what produces our oxygen and helps remove carbon dioxide from our atmosphere. And that is also a big helper for regulating our planet's temperature. The ocean, to simply put it, it's extremely important for the survival of us humans. Now, how are these animal industry industries and commercial fisheries screwing up this beautiful symbiotic relationship between the ocean and planet that has evolved in harmony over millions and millions of years? That's my question exactly. In the same way in which we ruin our land to expand animal agriculture production, called deforestation, we are essentially deforesting our oceans through fisheries using a method called thralling. In Ed Winter's book, This is Vegan Propaganda, he defines thralling as the following. Bottom thralling is a popular method in commercial fishing because it can catch large quantities of fish in one go. This is done by dragging large weighted nets across the seafloor that captures everything in its way. This creates what we call ocean dead zones because fisheries are essentially decimating the ecosystems by removing all life under the water. It's like they tossed a massive bulldozer 100 times the size of the ones that we know and we drag it around the entire ocean. What we need to understand is that before we humans came around, everything on the planet works in harmony to maintain a healthy, balanced ecosystem. Everything plays a vital part. Much like a house of cards, you need all the pieces. Removing specific ones results in the crashing, of a, the crashing down of the house. Now fisheries, they're doing the exact same thing to feed our growing demand for fish tacos and tequila. When these fisheries cast their nets overboard, through the process of thralling, they accidentally pick up other species they weren't intending to catch in the first place. And this is called bycatch. Bycatch is all other marine life that was caught while trying to catch another specific species. And one prime example of this is the amount of sharks that are killed per year due to overfishing and bycatch. Now put this into perspective for you, sharks on average kill about 10 people per year. But through overfishing and bycatch, we kill up from 10,000 to 30,000 sharks per hour. That's 50 million per year. And half of these are killed as bycatch and merely discarded as waste back into the ocean. When I hear stuff like this, it truly angers me. Like I'm getting worked up right now talking about this. 
It's the extent to these fisheries and these industries that they'll go through to make a stupid dollar. It's sickening, and I refuse to fund these industries by buying products on their grocery store shelves. Now, imagine if we just put this in a different context, for example. About 3,000 people died in 9-11. This huge amount of unnecessary murder of bycatch is like 10 9-11s happening every hour. Imagine what we would do if that was happening where we could see it. We would have an outrage, a riot. That's full-blown murder happening every hour, every year, all year long. But because the government and fisheries hide this stuff from us, most of us don't even know. And this is just the sharks, by the way, okay? We haven't even taken into account all other species needlessly slaughtered to make and generate more profits. Dolphins, whales, turtles, the list goes on. Fisheries actually kill dolphins to not even sell them. They kill them just because they're eating too much fish, and by killing them, it allows the fisheries to now have the ability to catch more fish and therefore make more money. These animal agriculture and aquaculture industries are decimating our planet and causing a genocide of animals that is benefiting no one. If you think this stuff is happening all in different countries and your country is all okay, I want you to think again. This problem is happening around the globe every second, every day, and it's all funded by us. We are the ones increasing the demand for these products. We are the ones keeping the gears turning within these companies because we keep buying. On this concept of fueling the demand for these corrupted industries, we're overfishing to the point that we're killing the ocean and the ocean is killing us. And I'm not exaggerating, okay? Oceans are a major regulator of our temperature and climate. Oceans absorb 40% of all carbon dioxide emissions. The same way that plants remove the carbon dioxide from our atmosphere and turn it into oxygen, phytoplankton in the ocean, they do the exact same thing. Remember those mini ocean plants that can photosynthesize? We just spoke about that. But they do this on a much larger scale. Now, what you need to know about these phytoplankton is that healthy whale populations are the main drivers that keep them alive so they can remove the carbon dioxide from our atmosphere and produce oxygen for us. They are a major climate and temperature regulator for us. Remember, everything in nature works in harmony. The relationship with whales and phytoplankton is incredible because it helps us sustain our environment and atmosphere. Now, before the industrial whaling industry severely reduced the whale populations, scientists estimate that whales would have removed the amount of carbon from our atmosphere equivalent to removing 410,000 cars off the road every year meaning we're killing whale populations into the brink of extinction. Okay, We're doing nothing beneficial for our population at that point. We kill the whales, we kill the phytoplankton, we kill the amount of oxygen we get from the ocean, and we essentially turn our planet into a pressure cooker waiting to blow. Without this marine ecosystem, we're done. Research has shown that 90%, and I'll say it again, 90% of our world's fish stocks are now fully fished, or overfished. We're on pace to have empty oceans by 2048. That's in our lifetime. We're going to leave our next generation, our kids, with a lifetime of problems including drought and a dead planet. All because we merely want to eat a tuna sandwich or have half-off fish tacos and tequila on Friday night. So many animal lives and fish lives are obliterated for meals that we eat in 15 minutes and forget about. And just to add to a cherry on top about how corrupt these agriculture and aquaculture industries are, listen to this reference in Ed Winter's book. Quoting, 
To make matters worse, 20% of all fish that are caught are fed to farm animals, including farmed fish, meaning our oceans are being destroyed to feed animals in an industry that is further contributing to environmental degradation in a whole host of other ways, such as greenhouse gas emissions, habitat destruction, deforestation, and pollution. And not to mention the serious implications that diet high in animal foods has on our generation's health and diseases. I used to think that the only people who win in this case were the people who own these agriculture industries or who are at the top of these farms and fisheries. But what I just realized is that these people also live on the planet where all of these negative consequences are occurring. So don't you see? Everyone loses under this current system. Everyone.